We're halfway through the year. And if you work in an industry that's constantly on the go, it's probably been a year. If I had to ask you how you're feeling, you'd probably say something along the lines of, I'm tired, I'm over it, I'm done. But while you might be feeling quite negative towards your work life right now, are you actually taking the time to rest? To take things a little bit more slow in your daily work routine? Or are you constantly pushing yourself to the point where your body will eventually force you to rest? In this episode, I'll be speaking about how you can embrace not pushing yourself to your limits and intentionally incorporate a better paced work life to help you feel more rested. Now you're probably thinking, how on earth can I actually do that? You know, I'm, I'm part of an extremely busy industry and resting or taking things slower isn't even an option. And I do understand that there are some industries that are naturally busy, you know, but I want to speak to those people whose industries are busy. But some of the busyness isn't entirely because of the industry, but it is partially because of yourself. So we live in the society where exhaustion is worn as a badge of honor. You know, we see social media posts with exhausted splashed across the caption or the photo. Or when people, you know, ask each other how they're doing, they're almost competitive about how overworked and tired they are. But despite the negative connotations that are attached to exhaustion, it is seen as a sign of working hard, where if you put in so much effort, you're bound to receive recognition or the raise or the promotion. But in reality, we all know that it only leaves you being that person that everyone can depend on for going the extra mile, even if it is to your detriment. You know, it leaves you with no increase, with no off days, and sometimes no recognition. And with, you know, going the extra mile, this often comes with caring way too much. It comes with covering up other people's mess-ups. It comes with being the overachiever with no ROI for it. And if you or anyone else on your team does actually push back, set boundaries, or actually manage your workload, this is viewed negatively, even if it is done for that purpose of maintaining your own sanity. But if you're in the situation, you know, where you're constantly pushing hard, what happens if your exhaustion eventually gets the better of you? You know, when this happens, you're on your own. You know, no excuses are accepted. You know, no mental health days are allowed. You're still expected to work at full capacity, even though your brain or your body is literally having a breakdown. And there's literally little to no wiggle room for, you know, alternative solutions so that you can actually take that time to recuperate. You are left in a situation where even though you had given so much support to everyone else, but now that you need some support, there's no support for you. And this was a big realization in my own life. You know, I I was overworked. I had too much on my plate. I had a mental breakdown and no one cared. You know, I didn't receive the support that I thought I'd receive. You know, I had to wait a few days before I could take off. I needed to get a signal to take some time off because the show still needed to go on, even though my brain was fried and I actually need my brain to do my work. And when I actually experienced this, this was a huge aha moment for me. You know, I realized that I was the overachiever, you know, because the recognition or the appraisal, if you ever actually received it, it actually felt good. You know, I, I had reached a point where I attached my worth to receiving a job well done compliment and, you know, also overachieved because I didn't want to look bad. So it was all about image and attaching my worth to the opinions of others. You know, I realized because of this, I was actually beginning to micromanage what wasn't even my responsibility. And this was just to keep things on track. You know, I realized that I was putting so much pressure on myself to do my best 
while other people were okay with mediocrity and I was stressing myself out to cover up their mediocrity. And I realized that this was actually all self-inflicted. And that's something that's so hard to admit. You know, if we're being honest, we're actually doing it to ourselves and then we get mad at other people for not appreciating it, but they never even ask for it in the first place. So that was when I realized that I needed to make a change. You know, firstly, I had to stop attaching my worth to the appraisal of others. Secondly, I had to stop worrying about how others might perceive me if I didn't go the extra mile like I used to. And you know, here when I speak about not going the extra mile like I used to, it's not really reducing the quality of the work that I put out, but it's more about only doing what I need to do and not trying to keep other people accountable for what they need to do or actually doing what they, other people should be doing. You know, I had to make it a point to actively and intentionally incorporate work-life balance into my life, you know, because I, I found myself, you know, taking work home in the evening and on the weekends just to stay afloat. And no one asked me to do that, you know, and with doing that, how will anyone know that you actually have too much on your plate? Because, you know, on paper, you seem to be managing quite perfectly. You know, I, I started to make a very clear distinction between my work time and my personal time. And this was even more necessary during 2020, you know, where, where we realized that those lines were becoming increasingly blurred. You know, I intentionally filled up my personal time with investing in myself so that I literally can't take work home. And luckily for me, quite later in the year, my routine changed quite drastically. So I genuinely could not take work home anymore. And me time also became increasingly important because of these changes. And that was a huge game changer for me. You know, it was literally my saving grace. And, you know, work-life balance for me also came with the need to actively incorporate doing something for myself that I actually genuinely enjoy during the course of my day. And this can include ensuring that, you know, I actually take lunch and I don't work during it or rush through it. Or it's just having some set routines despite the craziness of the day, like having my tea at particular times of the day. And, you know, when you think about this for yourself, you know, this can be anything that works for you. But it needs to be some sort of thing where you put yourself and your well-being first for a few minutes during the day. And lastly, I also had to learn to push back and speak up. You know, I'm often that person that doesn't push back and doesn't speak up because I don't want to inconvenience other people or I don't want to look bad. But this also comes with three things. Firstly, you can't convenience other people while you're inconveniencing yourself. You don't know that that's not showing yourself love. Secondly, who actually cares about what other people think about you? And lastly, no one's going to know how you're feeling or whether you're drowning or whether you're struggling if you don't tell them. You know, we literally can't feel resentment towards people if we're expecting them to somehow read our minds. And, you know, successfully doing this was hard and it continues to be hard. But, you know, if there is one point that you can take away from anything that I've spoken about here today, it's this one. Speak up and push back. With doing all of the, some of the results that you may actually begin to see is the fact that you will find yourself only focusing on what you are responsible for. And because of that, what's on your plate will actually be what should be on your plate. You know, you might see a better work-life balance because you're actively and intentionally separating your work and your personal life. And so you also have more stuff for other things outside of work. 
um, you'll also be more in tune with your body and have more self-awareness of when your body needs rest because you actively take that time to assess your capacity and how you're feeling and you do this often because you're not always just going, 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 going. You'll also have much more inner peace and you also just feel less stressed because you're really making that effort to rest and to take things a little bit more slow. You'll also actually be able to focus on everything that does really matter in your life outside of work. And you'll also begin to build clear boundaries for yourself and for other people as well. And once you begin to practice this idea that you don't always have to be so busy pushing yourself to satisfy others, and you really begin to take things slow so that you feel more rested and more balanced, you'll not only feel better and more rested, but you also begin to feel more joy, more contentment, and you actually truly begin to enjoy your life. Thank you for listening to this episode of Me, Myself and I. What do you need to begin doing to ensure you're incorporating more rest into your daily routine? Which areas of your work life can you begin to start looking at? Follow at me, myself and I underscore Z on Instagram and tell me about it. Love you guys.